What's up, guys and gals, fellow whiskey sippers? This is Whiskey Biz Podcast, where we rate and review whiskeys under 30. Um, but tonight, it's a little bit more special. We're going outside those uh, that range of $30 or less, and we're going above that. How how far above are we going, Rum? Uh, usually, I think you should be able to find this for forty nine ninety nine. Okay, but so before not we get to too that, far above. I don't know if we can say the under thirty dollars anymore. We keep breaking our rule. Yeah, we do. We're we're finding we're finding that that there are better whiskeys out there that are a little bit above. Well, we're trying to follow or, our recommendations, and we yeah, do, they, and then we get uh in for thirty five bucks. Right, right. That's kind of that's kind of how it's going. But uh, this week I picked Rabbit Hole Boxer Grail. I, I'm Is sorry, there, I didn't say that it was Rob's cask pick. No, it's all good. I kind of, I wasn't sure what to pick, so I asked some people on TikTok, what do you guys think? And one person recommended this, another person recommended Jack Daniel's Rye, and that's why we did Jack Daniel's Single Barrel Rye last week. So this week, Boxer Grail, Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey, coming out of Rabbit Hole Distillery. I have to say, Rabbit Hole has some pretty cool bottles. That they do, man. Like they do a good job. It's it's one that you're easily gonna see it. You're easily gonna recognize it, and then you're gonna look at the price and be like, um. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing about Rabbit Hole. It's definitely not a uh, a budget brand. Right. I feel like it's it's kind of in that area of like a. It's kind of like the craft distillery, like the big craft distillery of Kentucky. So like Stone. Kind of, yeah. Um, I don't know. Stone though. or Carl Strauss. Maybe that was a bad analogy. But I don't know. Like those, th- those are the two beers that I, I tend to think of when I think of uh, bigger crafts. Now, they are a newer distillery compared to most. Okay. Um, yeah, kind of like wilderness? They can't. No? Well, the, yeah, I guess. Um, the biggest difference there is wilderness isn't in. Oh, they are in. I'm sorry. I was thinking, not wilderness trail. I was thinking Old Oak. They are in Kentucky as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably a good comparison. I think price point pretty comparable as well. Yeah. Wilderness yeah, Trail. Exactly. Yeah. Around that fifty to eighty dollars. And they have range. pretty good looking bottles too. But we are they doing do. a Rabbit Hole Boxer Grail. Boxer Grail. Boxer Grail. It is ninety five proof, forty seven and a half percent alcohol by volume, and uh, just throwing it out there because they're already mentioning it. It's a ninety five percent rye small batch. Wow. So it's 95% rye and 5% malted barley. Wow. Never chill filtered as it should Right, be, is what right. it says. Oh. oh. I'm just but, saying but what I, it says. I was, I was going to say most whiskeys that I've had that are never chilled or not chilled um, have come out to be a lot better. I agree. I will say, though. But I feel like th- most I, the, say that, too. The reason that I said as it should be is they put should in all caps. Oh, okay. like. Well, it's all in caps, but it's like that writing where a bold. Well, or no, it, it's just larger. Like it's like everything's in capital letters, uh, but the the lowercase letters are just smaller capital letters. Okay, okay. So they um, were def- definitely trying to give the emphasis on never and should. Correct. So they're aged in handcrafted casks by Kelvin Cooperage. Uh, we should probably look that Is up that because the master distiller. Uh, Kelvin seems like a fancy name, so maybe. Um, it was established in 2012, by the way. Oh, so yeah, you are right. I mean, they pretty, are pretty fairly new. Yeah. Uh, new. So this one, the cool thing about the bottle is it's a kind of a unique shape. It kind of looks like a, honestly, like an old Hobbit door. 
like the shape, kind of like a weird <laughs> from Lord Hobbit of the Rings, yeah, Hobbit? something like that. Okay, and they kind of live in like rabbit holes, basically. Oh, yeah, I guess they do because they, they do live on the the hillside the or yeah. inside the hills. But then it has a uh, it has a rabbit embossed in it in the glass, bottom. right? And it's also on the back, right? Or or was I seeing that through? You're the seeing back? it through. Oh shit! Yeah, um, nice top, wooden top. Uh, very like a larger top, kind of a classier top. It looks like it's a cork. Um, it's a cork top. Yeah, is from my from, guess. From here, it almost looks a little synthetic, but um, it, it might could be. be a cork. Um, and then on the neck, it shows it received a best in class, best of class at the Wild Wine, Wild Wine, World Wine and Spirits Competition in New York in 2019. Okay. And this comes out of Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think I have on the picture um, all of that too. So Probably I that, do. I brought that down. Um, I don't know if it says anything else in here. It just talks a little bit about it, but pretty much, oh shit, it says the nose and the palate and everything. But Diva. Um, well, <clears throat> real quick, how do you, it, it's Calvin Klein? Calvin, <laughs> Calvin Cooperage. Coop, like like Cooper, a, like Town? a Cooperage. C O O P E R A G E. Oh wait, Kelvin, Kelvin. Like the temperature. That's Calvin. Isn't it spelled the same? No, K E L V I N. Calvin is C A L V I N. Yeah, it just says manufacturer in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, so they make the barrels. Right. Um. So shall we pop this? Yeah, man, let's pop it. Woo! Pop it like it's hot. Oh my gosh, that was a lot better. Even <laughs> like that—that was that one of the better pops. That was a pretty good pop. Uh, it does look like a real cork too. So it does. That. It does. So this is ninety-five. Yes, ninety-five. Trying to pour that like true shot. True shot. Yeah, I'm trying. I don't know. The dram is it... like half a shot. So is it really? Yeah. I think it was slightly lower on mine. What do you think, Devo? Oh, it's got a good nose, though. It's I don't I don't know why I went dough, but it, it's got a dough. good nose. <laughs> Is that like a gingerbread man, gingerbread man? He has a dough nose. <laughs> nose dough? I don't know. It does there, smell a, good. Yeah, and I mean, the rye definitely comes through a little bit, um, but I, I, I'm getting a little bit more of a sweet, and I can't pick up on. Uh, which sweet I'm getting? There's there's a part of me that's saying raisin type feel. Um, the rice pretty potent in my eyes. I'm get I'm getting I'm getting a little bit more oak. And it is a little oaky, definitely oaky. Um, gosh, I think since I, you said raisins, I'm like getting raisins. I know. I apologize. I I was trying. Okay. Or I I I guess I didn't try that hard to not say it, but. Yeah, I get that. Um, oh, we didn't talk about the color. The color is like kind of a, it's kind of a meat, like an amber. It's yeah. Amber. Yeah. Caramel. Caramely. Yeah, if there was liquid caramel and you could see through caramel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> I guess we should have gone live for this one too so that, so that our viewers could see. If, if you guys haven't checked out, we did do... Uh, our last episode which was jack daniels. jack daniels well no it was two episodes ago when this one releases oh, my bad yeah i think i said this said it before yeah, whatever i don't know um rye I'm, I'm, oaky yeah and 
I'm getting almost like a caramel apple scent. Okay, I like that. So like a, a fruit, but but sweet. I'm gonna throw a weird one at you. You ready for this? I almost get like a hint of marshmallow. No, don't say that because I'm gonna end up picking it up, <laughs> or at least pick it up on the. Oh, I swirled it and I got it like on as like I was pulling away like as a as a whiff. Yeah. God dang. Um, it's very inviting though. It like, is. I'm it's, excited it's, to try one, this. It's one where, um, I, I feel like if you poured this for someone that was like, oh, I, that's a very nice looking bottle. Like, do you mind if I take a pour? And they're going to, you know, I, I don't know how the sip is, but on the nose, they're going to be like, oh, this, this smells really good. Yeah. Shout out to Feisty Mule for recommending this. <clears throat> so kind of to hit on the proof, right? 95 proof. We, we've been recorded saying 100 110 proofs like prime rye prime proof. rye yeah and so it's I, a little I, below it i will still kind of like stand behind that like a, a really good rye or one that i'm going to continue to go after is going to be one that is a little bit more <laughs> that was loud as shit <laughs> that's yes um but a little bit more potent when it comes to the proof um I, I generally like the 105s above. Um, outside of the fact that I used to drink uh, Bullet Rye, which is 95, um, I used to drink that on the regular. But um, that was also when, you know, we I, were didn't, a little I didn't. Well, that and I didn't know. I didn't know what what else to that what else was out there and and what. Sorry, I said a little pour, and the first thing I think of is that old elk pour. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little pour. Um, so I saw you take your first sip. My first sip was pretty, pretty good. Bro, I feel I like I it. just like transported to the forest. Yeah, there, there was definitely a little bit more piney, like piney, minty, yeah. like fresh. Yeah, fresh. Like we, you said that Jack Daniel's single barrel rye was fresh. This one has that trumped. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, um, it's not like a night and day type of thing when it when it comes to the freshness of it, but, um. And I don't know why I thought of a jingle with that, but a jingle, yeah, like the fresh. Because I, I, I guess I was thinking like the snack that smiles back, oh. like that type of oh. tune, but with the freshness. Um. Anyways, is it like best part of waking up is whiskey biz on your podcast? Oh yeah, no, uh, no, whiskey on your radio. <laughs> I almost said in your ear, <clears throat> but in your ear almost sounds. <laughs> well, I guarantee there's someone. Oh, that made me think of the Family Guy episode where the kids won't have sex, or they're like, "Oh, we we're abstinent, but we have ear sex." <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck? How does that work? Because that was Cartman going with butters or whatever, right? I I, I don't I, I don't, don't know. I don't no, I'm talking about Family oh, Guy. Oh, Family not, Guy. My bad. Not South yeah, Park. No, I was thinking of South Park, and I was thinking of like uh when. Yeah, anyways, that that was a whole different thing. South Park Ooh. is one that I feel like is going to be around like the Simpsons, dude. We're staying consistent with the brand, Rabbit Hole. Yes, my bad. Ear. My bad. We'll I, have to come I, up with I, a jangle I, I for Whiskey know. Biz. We should. Jingle, not jangle. Jangle, jangle. jangle. B- bitch about jangles. Yeah. I what does that even... Saying... Uh, <laughs> hold on. Another Never rabbit mind. hole. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, listeners. Uh, no, I saw okay. Rob taking a sip, and then I went for my sip too. Um, I'm gonna cut out a little a, bit. It's of a little, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little warm. Um, on the Is second it? sip, yeah, on the second sip, it was a little warm. It could have been that I rushed it, um, but 
It, it's still very good. I'm getting a little bit of a citrus, uh, more oak than anything else rather than the rye. Like the rye is coming through a little bit. Um, but like on the palate, it's not as much as like not as potent as I was kind of expecting. Kind of sweet, no? Yeah. I'm getting like... Which I, I guess the oak would, would possibly make it sweet too. I'm getting a feeling like this is aged in a high or a heavily charred barrel. Because that heavy char brings out some of the sweetness in the oak. Yeah. And it, that's kind of the feeling I'm getting. Now, I think it usually comes out a little darker when it's in a heavy char barrel. But it, it, this is this is nice. It's it's an easy casual sipper outside of the fact that it's... You said it was like 50? I guess that's not too bad for people who are enthusiasts. Yeah, I just noticed something on the bottle. On the back, it says matured over three years in new charred American oak barrels. Okay. Charred. Hmm. Well, that's, that's what you like said. Like all of them. But it doesn't say heavy char. It doesn't say the char level. Right. Um, Which I, just, I think we still need to do that type <clears throat> of segment. We do. Um, but we have to research that. And, and, you know, and our uh, research. Our, we're our better at rambling. Our, our schedules don't necessarily uh, consist of that. Well, we try. But uh, matured instead of aged. I like that. It's a little like... We're classier than you fuckers. It's a very craft thing to say. Yeah. And and my whole thought now is like, okay, well, rabbits are uh, known to populate pretty quickly. Are are they going to grow pretty are they fast? Mature? Well, I guess they have grown pretty fast since they oh, I thought you meant started like, out in Do they 2012. grow or mature? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was, And I'm not trashing on it. I just think it's kind of like, it's just funny. It's like a interesting way to it's a different it, way it to suggests, say that that you never hear it's and really. it also suggests a new conversation like outside of this I, f- I feel like this one is a good conversational whiskey outside of the fact that like you know it's it's kind of new right now depending on when you're listening but well it's i guess tasty. it's only what eight no nine years old the company uh yeah nine years about yeah. eight to nine years yeah so we're um, in 21 so we'll just say yeah. nine years but um yeah like it, it's very good um i wouldn't necessarily put this around the fire or anything or have it around a bonfire or anything like that this is definitely one where it's close group of friends or family members and it's like hey i want you to try something new in terms of a rye that's not gonna be like as harsh as a of a rye as like you're used to because for me i go with either the few or uh bone snapper x-ray and those ones are a little bit harsher you definitely get a lot more spice this one isn't as spicy which it isn't is is it's kind of nice to not have a super spicy rye yeah more like refreshing than most um now i i was gonna actually bring up the whole camping thing around a bonfire i would for sure have this around a bonfire you would because you're going to mostly camp with your, you know, well, good not friends gonna, or or family members. Well, I don't camp much, so I'm sure as shit not going to go with a bunch of randos. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hoping. Yeah, I'm I'm invited to that that well, camping trip. Yeah, of course you would be. I mean, it's, especially it's not if like, you're bringing this along. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure I'll bring more than just this along too. I have a few. I have a few bottles to bring, just a mm-hmm. couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could have a few uh, camping trips that I bring like three, four bottles, and and you may not notice that I've lost any. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's, too. it's getting a little ridiculous, but that's okay. That's why I'm being picky now with the bottles I want. 
Which you can now. Yeah, I, I with dude, the fact I, that you have two, you have two shelves. Uh, only one brand. Like that's yes, that's pretty legit. Yeah, and I almost have. I'm coming close to getting all of uh, seventeen ninety two. Oh, they're they are it's, scattered right now. You do have to put I, those I know. in a row, but I don't know where to put them because they're so fucking wide. They take up yeah. so much space on a shelf. Their their marketing is is a little bit wider. Um, but to go back, because I don't and know if you did the swish, I did the swish. I didn't yet, but I do like this around a campfire. I do like that for that, and I think we usually talk about this in our rating. But I'm gonna say I may try this with a cigar, but it can't be a heavy like it can't be a. It's gonna n- be a milder. Madura. Yeah. Like a dark wrapper, it has to be a lighter wrapper. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's quite tasty. It's it's not. It's like that. It hits a good line between complex and simple. Right, 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 right. Like it, I feel like if it's too simple, it gets a little boring. There's not enough to it. There's not enough enough depth. You just break it down, and, and yeah, you're forgetting about it. Kind of like this one, it it does kind of sit. Yeah, and if it's too complex, it's hard to pick up on everything, and you're just like you're trying to figure it out and not not enjoy it. Right. Um, but your swish. My, oh, my did we s- talk about what we even tasted on the palate? Really? Oh, I did. Like, did well, I, I think I said it's a few piney, things. It's a little rye. I I said, uh, uh, oh no, that was on the nose that I said caramel apple, but I don't. Um, get a I get a little bit more oak. Yeah. Um, on on the palate, um, it on the. Front part is a little spicy, but not when it when not I not overly overly yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's not a, a a cracked pepper or black pepper type of spice. It's more of and not even like an anise. It it it's a softer spice. Like it, it's there, mm-hmm. but it also leaves the palate pretty quickly, and then the piney feel comes through, and it's almost like a medium to short um, finish. It is a fairly short finish for a rye. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I, on the palate, I get a little bit of spearmint, mm-hmm. and then I feel like it finishes with a little bit of raisin. Okay. I mean, I was picking that up on the yeah. the nose. Or dried um, fruit, something yeah, dried of fruit. that extent. Um, I, I could see that. Yeah. Okay, so you did the swish, so like, go ahead. Well, yeah, So so the swish... Same same thing with the uh, first two sips where it's um, the the spice is kind of like a medium feel to it, um, not not a heavy spice or anything like that. Uh, definitely enjoyable. Definitely one where it's like it, it's it sits there, um, but once you uh, finally go ahead and uh, take your swallow, <laughs> that's also a bird. It, I guess it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, so we're keeping with animal theme right now. Animal um, kingdom. <laughs> Next thing we're going to talk about Disneyland. <laughs> God dang. Um, but it like even when you swish it and everything, the the finish is still pretty uh, short to to medium. It, it, it's not very long, um, and it is pretty pretty fresh. Um, with with the pininess like coming through the oakiness definitely like comes through as well to help i i guess you could say like level it out um because the spice is there but then the oak kind of like starts to come in and and like 
blanket it and and bring it bring you to the finish which is the like piney short finish i agree with that um there's definitely a lot of oak on the swish which is kind of it's not as common in a rye no or in a lot of whiskeys unless you're doing something extremely aged which we usually don't touch on because we you know we try not to look at $200 bottles of whiskey or but it isn't super oaky on the palate I mean on a on the swish on a lot now this one kind of oddly usually my tongue tingles I didn't get a tongue tingle no not much the roof of my mouth is tingling <laughs> or it's like numb <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking thing <laughs> I'm like I'm tripped out like it's a little bit it's like how's the roof of my mouth numb so I don't know how rabbits like burrow, but who knows? They they may uh, tickle the the roof a little bit more than they <laughs> dig down. <laughs> all I know is I have a few rabbits in the backyard, and it drives me nuts because they make these nasty ass gigantic holes. I didn't know what the fuck came into my yard, and then well, all of a sudden we're out there, and yeah. I see some rabbits running across. It's like son of a bitch. Well, and then we were also trying to find a hole to be able to take the picture with, and you filled them all. <laughs> I did. I did. And then I had some like paint from a bucket uh-huh. that I cleaned out and I poured it over the hole. <laughs> and yeah, hoping it's gone. The, uh, well, at this point, it's also there, just there a good place to any lead in, the, in that. Oh uh, shit. Paint. I didn't actually do that. That was if if anyone from like <laughs> the government's listening, I didn't do that. I swear to god. The disposing of waste. Yeah, it wasn't it didn't go into the water. It didn't it didn't hit. It was it was completely disposed of it's, appropriately. It's, it's Fuck. Jesus. You just got a notification from the government saying that you're uh, being under investigation. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. They're quick. We need to release this. (laughs) This is very enjoyable. We are going to be doing a remote recording with Rob in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because I dumped fucking paint water in my backyard. (laughs) I don't depend. I don't I don't think you'll get in trouble for it, man. You're good. Well, I'm pretty sure no one's going to... Hopefully, everyone that listens likes us enough to like at least warn us, be like, hey, man, you probably shouldn't do that if I hear it again. <laughs> We're gonna, ha- I'm going to have to report you. At least at least give me a warning, you know? And then I won't do it anymore. Right. And someone's going to write us and be like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. You're completely killing all the plant life back there. Poor rabbits. <laughs> Poor rabbits. Yeah. The wabbits. Silly wabbits. Uh, silly wabbits. Um. Who who was the Wabbits? Guy? Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd. Thank you. Yep. Um. Good. Good cartoon. Yeah. It was like, again Looney showing our nineties. Yeah. Our nineties feel. Um. And I think that was even pretty early for us. Like that was a, yeah, that was kind it, of before our time. A little and bit it kind before. Of fell into our time too. Yeah. Because they, they went great. to Tiny Tunes. Yeah. Tiny, Tiny Tunes. Animaniacs. Oh, dude! Animaniacs were the shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back to the whiskey. I'm yeah. going to bring us back on track this time. Usually it's you. I know because I was wanting to go down a different rabbit hole too. So so on this one, nice nose, nice palate, nice finish. Is there anything lacking for you? Um. Well, because it's such an easy drinker, like, and, and you know, the price point, like you said, you got it for 50. Yeah. Um, that's actually really not that bad. And no. I, I wouldn't feel guilty like going through a, lo- a lot of this with obviously with people, with people around and, and 
enjoying it together. Um, it's it's a great sipper. Like, it is. I I I will say that like outside of the fact that it's considered a straight rye and it doesn't have like a rye backbone to it, meaning like it it's it's not rye heavy. It's not rye forward or anything like that. Um, but like, damn, like I, I'm enjoying this a lot and I, I feel like I could have quite a few glasses without even noticing and it being a 95, but 95, right? 95 proof. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Oh, am, am I going to second? Yeah. It's dangerous. And could, am I second guessing? And I'm, am I going to put it, my, uh, um, clarifications of anything above a 105 down to a 95 and say that it's got to be the the boxer grail well let's let's think about this right like that we all have like our standards right Mm -hmm. but they're always exceptions and this could just be an exception okay because i think in in majority of the whiskeys we've tried of the rise the majority that you have really enjoyed were over 100 proof right so i don't think it's necessarily you have to change it it's just an outlier. Okay. Eh. Exception to the rule. Yeah, exactly. We always have, there are always exceptions to the rules. There's always, you know, there's always things that don't quite fit into your normal lifestyle and you enjoy. Right. That makes sense. And, you know, that, like I don't like tomatoes, like I, but I love ketchup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But you also, you also put like Tabasco or not Tabasco. What do you put? Uh, I do Tabasco a lot. Tabasco? Now. Yeah. Used to be you, you mix it. So. Frank's Red Hot. That was another one that, that I like. That is, yeah. I put that shit on everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bleeped out. <laughs> um, Frank, so if you want to sponsor us and send me a bottle a month, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like this, this one. Like I, I don't think I've had any of the rabbit hole product. You still not had Derringer? No. Ah, uh, you'll have to have uh, that any, the next anytime time you that come I've over. come over, I've forgotten to at least like pour myself a glass. Yeah. Um, but I, I think on the next one I I will, uh, because you know this one is making me like, dude, I I kind of want to explore rabbit hole because uh, they make good stuff. It it seems like it for sure. I I mean you've had Derring, but what is it called? Derringer. Derringer. That's the sherry cask aged. Which, which I feel like sherry is is one where you know it's kind of like an acquired taste too. Yeah, this is uh, actually talking about Feisty Mule. Which shout out if you don't follow him on TikTok or Instagram, go give him a follow because the guy's the guy's cool dude, and he has a lot of good insight. But he, he does have good insight. We introduced him to um, Broken Barrel uh, California Oak, the one that's aged in uh, ca- cab barrels. Yeah. Uh. Yes. Yes. Cab barrels. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And he calls on... that the poor man's derringer. Okay. So that here, makes sense. And here, and he also put it as one of his uh picks for his two hundred dollars. Potentially, I don't know. He didn't clarify if it was that or if it was the barrel strength. Mm-hmm. But he had the money for barrel strength in his five. But right. Um. It. You know. That's the thing. Is. I think you can find a lot of similars for less than rabbit hole. But that I think rabbit downside. hole still does it better. It's just you pay a little more. 
and it's the elegance of the bottle it's a the whole name brand and it being popular right now it's it's pretty damn popular i mean i kind of think of it this way right like they do it really well with the ones that i've had i still have to try the cave hill actually the only two i've had from them just purely on price point to be honest is the now the boxer grail and the derringer those are the only ones i've had now i do want to try the cave hill cave hill i think is 50 as well how much was uh derringer 75 okay it's a bit pricey um and i believe they're all right around 90 to 95 proof okay and was there one that was i feel like i saw it today at like 110 120 i don't know about that they might i haven't seen one that expensive i I think most are under 100 yeah i could have mixed it with the barrel bourbon could have been um i know the the only one that i can think of over a hundred dollars is the mizanara 15 year and that's like that's one of those bottles that's like secondary market pricing. I think the lowest I've seen it for is like fifteen hundred. Okay. And we aren't gonna be buying those. So we kind of went through everything that we need to go through for Yeah, the pretty review. much. I mean it's it's just good. Now, would you have this with a cigar? Did you already say that? Um, no, I hadn't. Um, but I agree with you that it would have to be a lighter cigar. Um for myself actually I, th- I think this would pair well uh downside is like as the cigar is going away i will have to pour a few more so i think this would be like a two two glass cigar pour maybe 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 more. three yeah because usually um, most are like two glass like usually yeah. a, a single I, glass won't I, I last was, a full cigar. I, I was definitely thinking of Devo pours, but um, okay, fair. <laughs> but even still, yeah, that's, yeah, th- this one, this one would go well, and the conversation would just be amazing. I think um, with having a cigar and a whiskey in your hand, like it, it would just, it would be great. Yeah, I'm, I've I've enjoyed this thoroughly. And this, so it, it's interesting because it hits one of my points that I like in rye, but not the other, right? It's not rye like it's, heavy. It's high rye. It's ninety-five it, percent rye, rye, but yes. it doesn't taste high rye. But I like the flavor to smack me in the face with rye usually, and this doesn't quite hit that. Which it's interesting. If you had this blind, would you have ever guessed that this had over ninety percent rye? Shit, mm-hmm. would you have guessed it had over seventy percent rye? Um, I think it would maybe hit the 70, but I would be skeptical of the 70. Right. Like I, I, I would be sitting there like, mm, could I say 70? Mm, maybe True. not. And is there a, a third, um, grain in there? Like th- that's what I would be thinking. Cause yeah. like it, it's a little bit sweeter, uh, or a little bit smoother. I, I should say not, not necessarily sweeter, but it's a little bit smoother, um, and it it would say like okay well is there corn or is there not because um, I think you gave yeah that it it, it has five percent barley so um, I guess that's somewhat of where I don't no I think it's from the the oak that yeah that it's the, the oak for sure it's that well it's smoothing oak. it out and holy crap like dude uh, this this one would be dangerous. Uh, to go back to your question on whether or not this would be dangerous for me, this would definitely be dangerous. I could see that. And and I could see this being dangerous for Charles too. Like this is one, like, I mean, he, he's the one that uh, 
holds holds it down to saying that something is dangerous and for any of you guys that are out there um that want to know if something is easily drinkable uh charles whenever he says dangerous uh yeah it, you should definitely take a hold of that definitely yeah no this this is very dangerous i think this i could have two or three glasses easy um and it it also i think it it hits a point where for you you want your rise to mainly be a like one a and one, done yeah usually i do but i think this one almost like the flavors are so nice and it's just it's very pleasant yeah it really it, is and it all comes from the nose for me like the the nose is so inviting and i think we've only had one other and i can't think of the the whiskey that we ended up happening have having where the uh the nose complimented the palate and it complimented it so well that we were like, holy shit, like this is amazing stuff. Like this, this one, God dang. Like completely agree. Completely agree. So shall we talk about what the distiller says? I see you have breaking bourbon. We I can jump break, on that one I next. I do have breaking bourbon. But I do have uh, uh, rabbit holes breakdown. So interestingly... So they say Boxer Grail celebrates Louisville's rich boxing heritage. Oh, this is distilled in Louisville, Kentucky. Do they have a... So, I, I didn't know that they were crazy into boxing. So Louisville has a fighting spirit fueled by the local boxing culture. Jim sprinkled in neighborhoods across the city take raw local talent and refine it, turning average Joes into prize-fighting world champions. Boxer Grail is a lively, sophisticated Kentucky straight rye whiskey that's inspired by these masters of the ring. I mean, I, I want to deny that. And, and there's a part of me that wants to look up uh, the fighter. Like, where where is that, um, like, the background of it and everything? You know, with... Uh, like, oh, which fighters came from there? No, no, no. The the fighter, the movie. Uh, oh, with, gotcha. With uh, Christian Bale and... Oh, the tough dude. He looks scary. He's in Mad Max, right? Different guy. I, I don't know. Now, so, now I'm going to look it I'm going to keep going. Toasted in charred barrels. Developing our super premium whiskey takes time. So that comment right there proves that they're trying to be like kind of like a craft distillery that does things better, right? Did uh -huh. I say craft and it sounded like crap? No. Oh. No, I, I saw the other main actor of the fighter and i'm surprised that you is it mark Wahlberg? it is oh shit <laughs> there's another one that i was thinking of a different one then <laughs> yeah you might have been yeah yes warrior is the one i was thinking of thank you charles With, charles mel gibson charles took a break uh, took a break off this episode he's just coming in for moral support for us we appreciate it charles if you picked up on him uh talking yeah, so developing our super premium whiskey takes time. We slowly toast our barrels over a wood-fired flame before charring, a process that takes up to 20 minutes per barrel. Toasting coaxes sugar from deep in the fibers of the wood, which mingle with the distillate during the aging process. Wow, I'm struggling. Giving our whiskey unparalleled complexity and flavor. Now, I don't find this super complex. It's not complex. Um, it's it's pretty simple when it comes to the flavors and what they're wanting you to kind of like taste. Um, 
there's there's so much enjoyment out of it too. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay, so our straight rye whiskey, our Boxer Grail is a Kentucky straight rye whiskey in a, a class of its own. The premium, this premium American whiskey boasts a lavish bouquet of spice and butterscotch. I had to like hiccup <laughs> or burp as I said that, and I was kind of like, "Fuck!" It was butterscotch. When imbibed, you taste flavors of citrus and black tea. Holy fuck! I we we miss those. I don't get black tea unless it's just because it's it's pretty smooth. Maybe um, giving this rye a perfect balance of sweet and spice. The depth of flavor found in this rye can be enjoyed neat or on the rocks. However, if you are flan flan a fan of classic cocktails, our Boxer Grail Old Fashioned is a knockout, which is a good point. I think this is another one I would prefer in an Old Fashioned versus a Manhattan. I want more rye in the Manhattan. Like, I want it to be a more rye-forward whiskey for a Manhattan. Yeah, and I, and I guess I am wondering if the orange would help bring out the, uh, like, the, the citrus that's, like, a hint it's a very hint. <laughs> yes, I agree. So they talk about how they hand select the barrels from Kelvin Cooperage a little bit. Um, crafted with the eye of a prize fighter, Boxer Grail is a robust Kentucky straight rye whiskey that dances across the palate. It does. It does. Now, if I were to consider this a type of fighter, this would be a very well-balanced fighter. One that moves well in the ring, but packs a punch when it needs to, or when they need to. It's they aren't known for like hitting hard, but they're known for consistency. Yes. Um, but they don't put themselves in bad situations, right? Because they're balanced. You know what I mean? That's what I kind of get with it. Um, the one-two punch of butterscotch and spice. This whiskey delivers, puts it in a class of its own. So grab a glass and experience why this rye has been heralded as a champion. Okay, so 95% rye, 5% malted barley. Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Tasting notes. Aroma, spice, brown sugar, butterscotch. We got the spice. Uh, didn't we mention brown sugar? Mm-mm. Shit. No brown sugar. Episodes are one. starting to yeah, they're run starting into to each other. Yeah. Oh, I said uh, marshmallow. <clears throat> yeah <laughs> yeah you did marshmallow brown sugar what's the difference um palette citrus bright floral notes and herbaceous holy shit herbaceous well, huh well don't don't count on us for a review on this one but we're telling you what you're gonna taste no we aren't telling you we're, anything we're giving you what we taste yeah and you can and decide i have a feeling like a third of our listeners or like two a half to two-thirds of our listeners actually like have similar feelings about these whiskeys as us. And then the other half or one third are like, okay, these guys are saying this. I don't believe them. They don't like it. I'm going to love it. Which that's fine too. Yeah. Then, just figure know, it out. Just yeah. listen to a couple. If we're opposite of what you think, then just pick the ones that we like less and don't pick the ones we like more. I mean, right. <clears throat> I don't know. And then the finish is black tea flavors with sweet spice, which I do get the sweet spice because it is kind of a sweeter spice. Now, they don't mention oak at any fucking point. But no, it is kind don't. of oaky. It is a little bit more oaky than than what they're what what they were either hoping or what they got. I could see try it again. 
tell me i kind of get that like herbaceous kind of like an like one of those like where they have those like healthier liqueurs where it's like very herby i get a little bit of that in there but not much i got a little bit more earthy i guess that's what they're yeah. trying to say is that it's a little bit exactly. more earthy okay. yeah kind of um, but then again <clears throat> i also go to that like that's a little bit more oaky well like i was p- still picking up a lot more oak than or it is on more on the finish now shoot but it's tasty it really is so devo did you want to bring up their review or do you want to uh, uh i'm sorry um what's that place called breaking bourbon yeah did you want to bring well, up their review yeah um I, I was starting to search a few other things um just because you know they're they were talking about like the aspects of boxers and everything like that so i i looked up the fighter that's uh taking place in massachusetts and i was starting to look up rocky okay um <clears throat> but i'm not seeing anything right now um but i think rocky was for sure boston or something like that yeah probably um so going to breaking bourbon on the nose summer fruits hints of vanilla subtle rye spice touch of white peppercorn and light and airy i was gonna say if it was peppery I mean, if it was spicy, it was more like peppery than anything. And I think that's usual in a rye. There's not going to be a lot of anise because it's, I think personally, it kind of fights with the rye too much. Right, right. It kind of almost like the anise almost like overpowers anything that comes through. Um, Spice-wise, yeah. Yeah. Like like it it definitely inserts its dominance. (laughs) And I think we we tend to think of rye as harsher because we kind of consider rye like a spice, not a grain. Right, right. It, it is a little bit more spicy um, for for rye, or at least like the rye flavor, the rye scent and everything like that. Um, I do agree with Breaking Bourbon when they say summer fruits. Hint yes. of vanilla, we were picking, or like I, I marshmallow. Could, you said kind the of. marshmallow yeah. um, and subtle rye spice. So, I mean, we, we kind of were along the same lines with Breaking Bourbon um, when it comes to that. Palette says uh, oak. Hints of dry leather and tobacco. Oh, you fucked up, I, Diva. Yeah, I don't fucked, fucked up. up there. Uh, light spice, which we also commented on, and sweet vanilla and earthy. So when you made me uh, <clears throat> try it again, yeah, I definitely picked up more earthy or, yeah. or, or, or herbal. Herbaceous. Yeah, herbaceous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Herb, <laughs> like some, some of, well... I feel like uh, when we who, say herbaceous, we're sexualizing herbs. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we are making it sensual. Yeah. With, with uh, the two episodes ago or whatever it, it is now. Oh, shit. Um, where you, <laughs> you brought out uh, Viagra. Um, so, oh, wait, what did I say about that again? Fuck. Uh, said who needs Viagra uh, just... Yeah, with the pop or something Oh, the like pop. That. Yeah, this yeah. had a better pop too. This one did. This one had a... Oof. You gotta. So, I think I figured it out. You gotta start it, and then you gotta accelerate through, <laughs> and that's how it does. Like, don't just pull it out. Like, accelerate it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, really rip that. Yeah, but you gotta do it like quick. You can't just like hard. You gotta go quick. That's the secret. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Uh, that definitely makes sense. So to go into their finish for breaking bourbon, it, they say uh, rice spice, dry oak. 
flashes of vanilla, which I, I feel like the oak overpowers the vanilla. Um, but I, I mean, so. the, the flashes, I, I guess that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then short and to the point. So, like, I mean, I was saying medium to short, or I guess it would be short to medium if you're actually, like, doing a, a regular grading <laughs> of yeah, something. What do you think does that? Do you think it's the oak? I think it is, man. The oak, yeah, I agree. I think I think the oak overpowers Cause It's um, not that they have a the low vanilla. rye mash bill. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, it's 95. Holy crap. Um, so I definitely get the vanilla on the finish now. I don't know if you want to try it again. Go ahead. Um, okay, I'll go ahead and take a sip. Insert silence here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are you like making love to that sip? Jesus, just put uh, it down. Yeah, I'm definitely getting. No, on that one, I, I I'm still getting the oak. The vanilla does like I get. I guess I understand where they're coming from when they say flashes of. It's vanilla. for sure marshmallow though. <laughs> for sure marshmallow. <laughs> Just saying. I feel like uh, marshmallow is not normally brought up on uh, whiskey. No, it's never. <laughs> so, but like. But then again, I bring up muffins. Like what the hell? But here's the thing. I get kind of like I don't know why. Maybe my tongue's tingling. But like, with a little bit of like tingle, when you try and like really pick up on the flavor you get like that slight i don't know how this is possible but i'm getting it like a slight powdery like feeling to it like when you eat a like marshmallow it's like slightly it's okay. weird okay it's really weird but that's I mean, why i picked up on marshmallow that's that's well, better I picked that's, it up on the nose but like like the the powdery and like a drier feel is definitely better for you who doesn't like oily so yes yes Get to the point. You don't have to remind me that I like drenched this in oil. <laughs> right. Except if it's my pizza, I want plenty of grease, please. Come on. Go uh, ahead. Do you want me to give the overall? No. Okay. I mean, unless you really want no, to. Like, well, I was, I was uh, scanning through it and it, it's pretty much everything that we've, well, we said it better, but <laughs> right. We always do. Come on. We're we're your favorite podcast to uh, figure out what's good and what's not for whiskey. So yeah, exactly. And Man. if you guys want to get a hold of us, we uh, we are on TikTok and uh, Instagram primarily. Um, it's Whiskey Biz Podcast on both. If you want to email us, it's whiskeybizpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, and if you go on our Whiskey Biz Podcast uh, Instagram or TikTok, we have a link tree. If you want to support us financially or you want to, you know, you're enjoying the content, you want to throw us a few bucks or become a patron, you can find all of our links on there. I'd say them all, but it's way easier if you just go there. Yeah. But so I, I think we should do the one tiers or the one. They can see them if they want to, but okay. we have we have different tiers. There's three, five, ten, just if you want to support us monthly. And then there's an 18, 20, 22, which you get a select merchandise ever after the second month that you are uh, active. And, and every two months after that. For those tiers, we do consider you producers. Um, we consider all of them producers. Okay. Yeah. They're regularly helping us out. Yeah. And I we mean, appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to beg for money or anything like that, and I'm not going to beg for money, but it does help to support the cost of the podcast, and we appreciate any support you guys give us. If you don't feel like doing this financially, um, you can always leave us a review on apple Podcasts because that's really the only one where there are reviews there are a few other yeah, it's sites it's been hard to f- few figure quirky out ones. how to do uh, spotify so. i don't think there are 
Yeah. Yeah. So, but there are other few quirky ones that do have reviews. So if you want to rate us on there, I think Google podcast does, but Give any us five sort stars. of, yeah, five stars, we'd appreciate us. If you don't love us or you don't think we deserve five stars, give us five stars and tell us why we don't deserve five stars. Right. Make us better. We want to be better. Yeah. That's we wanna, it. We want to do better. want to play better or skate better. Yeah. That's from Brink. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't have social media or whatnot and you want to message us or tell us like how much you love or hate the podcast, feel free to email us at whiskeybizpodcast at gmail.com. Well, we'd love to see more emails come through. Right. Right. Uh, and, and with topics and everything like that, uh, whiskeys that you want us to try. Yeah. We're open. We, yeah. Definitely. Last three we've done were based on requests. Right. They were all rye. Apparently, we have a lot of Devo friends requesting oh, yeah. them. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. Devo is the is the rye guy. So, Devo. I'm the rye guy. Since you're the rye guy. We'll just go um, with the rye guy. Well, real quick, I, I wanted to say a, a quick shout out to Hubby Live. Thank you for being our, our Patreon right now. Our patron. Patron, sorry. Producer. Producer. Yeah. Our, our producer. So, and if you don't check him out, check him out on Insta. I don't, I think he's on Instagram, yeah, but I know he's on TikTok. Yeah. Great content. I think Hubby Live on Insta is it, there's a uh, underscore somewhere. Yeah, I think you're right. So, Devo rating. <sighs> rating for this one. Holy crap! Um, I'm going to have to try and dig into this one because uh, one, it's a rabbit hole. So you kind of have to dig to get a little bit deeper. Oh God. Um, no, I I think. <laughs> I think for this one, I, I'm teetering between like a 4.5 and a 4.7. Really? 4.75. Okay. Sorry. Interesting. Um, like, in like outside of the fact that it is considered a straight rye, or it's said Kentucky that it's rye a whiskey. Kentucky straight rye. Um, it doesn't have the rye feel, but it, it the drinkability of it is just Incredible. insane. Yeah. Yeah. So like for me, this one like that it's at fifty dollars is just insane to me so like for me oh I, really I, I think i think i'm going to give it and, and i hope that this is a little bit more uh non or like unbiased as at a 4.5 okay um mainly because it doesn't have the rye coming through stronger um the drinkability of it like kind of like takes away the fact that it's supposed to be a rye mm-hmm. uh like in my opinion, rice should be a little bit harder to get through and should be a little bit more of an acquired taste. Whereas this one, like you can give it to someone that's like just Gateway. new and, and just new into rice or like they've had, you know, a few here and there. And they're like, oh, well, I've never tried that one. Like, okay, yeah, go ahead and try it and they're going to love it. But again, it's not like a traditional rye, which I'm kind of okay with, which is why I'm putting it at a 4.5. Okay. Like if, if if you were to give this to me as a blind taste and say like, oh, you know, this is a straight rye, be like, you're crazy. This isn't a rye. Yeah. But at the same time, like, holy crap! Like, it's good. I I I could I could pour more glasses and become a zombie in the morning. <laughs> yeah. No shit, huh? I think that's one reason that I'm starting to like the more flavorful lower proofs. Because my liver, I think, is trying to yell at me way too much. Like, I, I I, have a couple glasses of, like, a cask strength, and my body wants to shut down the next day. 
Yeah. So I like going with a non cask strength or high proof, it's just like my body's like, okay, I, I can, I'll let you pass. You know, it's just like it's it's yeah, not. Yeah, but you're three glasses in, and you're like, oh shit, I I probably shouldn't have poured that fourth glass. Uh, yeah. Maybe you just need to start drinking later. Oh, to like make yeah, sure don't that start you pre dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dude, I sometimes I right when I get home from the drive home. Right, I bet. Well, you have a long drive now. Yeah. You gotta drive out to BFE. Yeah. But. Okay, so I'm going to agree with the rating. I was teetering between 4.25 and 4.5, and I what really got me on this was I was thinking, okay, I gave Jack Daniels single barrel rye 4.25. Mm-hmm. I think this is better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it, it has similarities. Mm-hmm. It does because it's not a very rye-forward flavor. Right. And then I was thinking of what have I rated a 4.5? And we have your knob. I've rated that a 4.5. No, I'm just kidding. No, wasn't, it was wasn't Knob Creek Twice Barreled Twice Barreled, yeah. Yeah. So I gave that that rating. And I think I prefer this. I don't know. It's probably a flat, fair fight right there. Does this one almost have like a feel of a bourbon for you? It does kind of. Now, I think usually when I'm rating a rye, I that's a negative point to me. Because you, if I'm going for a rye, I want a rye. And I've talked about this time and time again. Um, but this has so much flavor, and it doesn't let you down on the rye side. It's right. just not as forward as a lot. Yeah, and I, I think if I were to present this to, <clears throat> excuse me, Ariana, um, she, she, she would like this, and she would want this on the shelf. Like and and for it being a four point five, like I'm I'm probably gonna pick this up at at some point and make sure that it's on the shelf to, you know, be a selection within within my selection right now. Um. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. No. I I completely agree. I think for anyone that's questioning rye, I would say pick this up, and you won't be disappointed. Like, if you're a bourbon drinker and you're like, I kind of want to get into rye, this would be, well, I have I have it's two things to say about it. It's a good price point for it, too. It, it has an okay price point. Okay, I so think how the much price point you... is going to, I think the price point's going to d- deter a lot of people that have not been told, like, hey, pick this up, to pick it up. Okay. I think that's going to deter them. Because Rabbit that. Hole isn't as well known as some others. Right. So. Unless you're within the community and, and seeing it. I, I mean, I was seeing it quite a bit last few months. Yes, Rabbit Hole's been hot on social media. But if you're thinking like the average whiskey drinker or someone going to buy a gift for someone, right? They're going to be like, oh, yeah, let me pick up this Rabbit Hole. Now, someone buying a gift might be like, oh, it's kind of a cool bottle. They're going to look a little fancy having it, having it. But I think for the average person, pre-podcast, we weren't on bourbon tiktok bourbon social media bourbon dot 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 whiskey we, we, whatnot we walking into the liquor stores blind really we were and if you think about it i think that's the majority of whiskey drinkers right and that's kind of why we started the podcast because we wanted to help people think their selection like, yeah, yeah and like not do what we did because in all honesty when we went in blind some of i mean probably 50 percent of the bottles we didn't truly enjoy no, and and I, we would I have think, preferred something else. Yeah, and and I think I've I've talked on it before where 
Like if I didn't like a bottle, I ended up just trying to like kill it as soon as possible so that I can, because within my budget. So your liver loves you? Right now, yes, because I don't drink as often as I used to. Well, no, to. I meant you drank, yeah, it was a bad joke. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 like as often as I used to because I used to get some poor ass bottles. Oh, I see what like, you're saying. Like you're getting it <laughs> enjoyable and that's a good point too. Like, would you rather spend 40 to $50 on a bottle that you will enjoy every glass you have and someone comes over and you share it with them and you're, they're like, wow, that's really good. Or would you rather buy a $25, $30 bottle that you kind of enjoy and you're like, eh, it's, it's okay. Like, that's what I fight with because I can, there are a lot of under $30 bottles that I truly enjoy. Right. But then I have some of these like $50 bottles. It's like, damn, that's really good. And I could drink one glass of this and be very satisfied. Now, would I want more? Absolutely. But, but you're going to save it for the next time that you're like, you know, I, I just want a good but I think solid having sip. I think having better whiskeys makes you like think about having two, three, four glasses. Yeah, that's two. true. That's true. Because the whole, uh, yeah. I now, get you. obviously, if you're on like vacation or you're on a trip or you're camping or something like that, you're like, let's just have a good time with this. And if you have friends around, you're like, let's have a good time. Let's kill this bottle. But like, if you're just someone that enjoys a glass of whiskey and there are arguments for and against drinking alone, but I drink alone. I do the same. So I was usually in bed when I'm right. Like, oh, you know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll pour myself something. Well, it just sounds nice. It's like a nice little... Like, here you go. <laughs> like, you know, you, you, attaboy. That's what it kind of <laughs> is. Like, but, but if you drink a shitty whiskey, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, it, a good whiskey can improve your night. A bad whiskey can ruin it. The bad whiskeys usually start and finish with, or no, start because of a bad day, I feel. Like, if, yeah. If if I'm if I'm being honest, like if I if I had a bad day, I'd be like, okay, I'm going for the whiskey that I really don't care about. Knob Creek. I, I care. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not a bad day. Yeah, uh, I got you. I was kidding. Bad, a bad day. Now, and and it was one of my my favorite ones is a uh, bullet bullet bourbon. By the way, I picked up a 1.75 for I saw 33 it on your shelf bucks. And I was like, oh shit. It's on sale at Costco. <laughs> 1.75 for 33 bucks. I'm like, I can't pass that up. Like, it's something I will drink. Yeah. So, well, we put that in for an hour. Oh my. Hour long review um, and discussion on it. But it's, it's it deserving show, of it. Yeah. Yeah, it is deserving of it. And I, again, if you are someone you're like, okay. Oh, I think I was started down this path and then we talked about something else. If you're thinking like, ooh, I want to I want to try bourbons. I want to I mean, rye. I want to enjoy rye. So it'd be a great one for your first one. The problem is is when you go from this to like a harsh rye, you are going to lose your shit. I, I would say next step would end up being broken barrel rye. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, yeah, cuz cuz it, it's still it's still a little bit sweeter. I think um, Burnside's another good one. Yeah, Burnside's uh, Burn Burnside's a legit one too. Um, yeah, those are both good. Um, and then, then I think the next step would end up being you know more Pikesville. of the harsh, yeah harsher or not harsher but, harsh. but rye heavy. Yeah, um, rye rye spice rye warmth. I guess you could say too. 
um because a lot of the ryes that i enjoy and i think you enjoy are, are a little bit warmer yeah and they're usually higher proof yeah. i mean pikesville's 110 um i have alberta premium cask or premium it's a alberta premium, premium cask yeah it's 132 proof Wait. the thing that pissed me off about that is is like i paid like 70 bucks for it i don't know what retail is for it but i wanted to try it it's a fucking twist top plastic twist top I showed that to you. You were here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That pissed me off. And it's in like this fancy box and you're like, oh, cool. And then it's a fucking twist stop. Like, oh, God, they're really trying to save trees up there. (laughs) They're trying to save Sammy Sosa's bats. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's a little dirty. That's also 90s. but (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, but definitely try this. It's worth it. Um I was you, a little so hesitant I, with the price point too. That, to be that, honest, that's what I was going to ask. Like, how how far above the the fifty sixty that you would you would go? I have a hard time paying more than like fifty fifty five for a under hundred proof rye. Okay, but after tasting it, I think I'd still be like I I'd I'd pick it up for the price point. There's no question I'd pick okay. it up. I don't think I'd pay sixty dollars for this. I mean, I it might be deserving of it, but I personally. I don't spend a lot on rice and that's probably part of it. Well, and and that's where I guess you and I are, are a little different. I, I like, I know you, you would spend the 50 on this. I would spend 60. Mm-hmm. So, um, like depending on where you're ended up picking this up, like I personally would end up going for this. Like if, if it was at 60, I would end up going for it. I think if I was like after l- tasting it for sure, but you're probably right. Like if I was really wanting a rye, I go to a store can't really decide and i see it it's 60 bucks i might pick it up because nothing else is yeah like nothing else is, yeah. yeah yeah i could see that now that i've had it and i think i don't know how much it is across the country right it's right. 50 dollars. That's, that's also why i was at our, kind of like explaining it the way that i was it's 50 dollars at our local watering hole liquorama um i think bevmo has it at like 49 or not bevmo sorry uh, i think bevmo is about 55 but they have that fifteen off seventy five, so just mm-hmm. spend another thirty bucks and it is right now. I think they always have that deal. Oh. If you or ten dollars off seventy five, if okay. you have their, you just got to sign up. For yeah, their I'm thing. signed up. I haven't. You just got to look for the Bebmo emails. Well, I, I was gonna say I haven't gone back to Bebmo in a while, so yeah, I don't go there very often. Um, because their selection's not great, to be honest. Right, it's not bad. It not was good whiskeys. when we drank beer. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say for beers, they're they're definitely or on wine, mm-hmm. but. I think you should be able to find it about fifty, fifty-five dollars. I think it's well deserving of it. I'd say to Devo's point, I'd, if it's up to sixty bucks, I'd pick it up and give it a try. Unless you're strapped for cash. If you're strapped for cash, obviously sixty dollars isn't like the go-to. Well, t- um, no. <laughs> I'm <just> right? <laughs> well, no, I think I'd go down to like a like really old Forster one hundred rye. It's not a bad one for the price. Bullet rye, not bad for the price. But if you have a few bucks and you want to kind of splurge. This is a good splurge. Yeah, let's say you got a bonus for the. Week. I'd spend. I'd buy something better than that. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, nothing against this, but I'm I'm spending 100, 150 bucks and killing that bottle oh, with some friends. Stag Junior, or what? <laughs> that's a good one. Stag Junior is good, but that's that retails at sixty. Okay, so not in California, <laughs> right? California. California? Yeah, I don't know what California. I'm saying. So I think that's weird. Yeah, I'm guessing we're gonna have to keep this topic a little shorter, but yeah, let's so, hop into the topic. Uh, yeah, could we blow through it? Um and the topic well, I guess it's you your, your cast pick, yeah. So I was just thinking about like 
you hear people say like, don't live in the past. Mm -hmm. Is that like an ignorant thing? Is that a thing like don't, I think people say don't live in the past, but do they mean more like don't dwell in the past? And is it a good, like, is it a good recommendation or is it a good recommendation for people that think too much of their past? And I'm not like, I'm just thinking about like purely what it says, right? Like, like the, the literal terms yeah. or, or the literal definitions of, of well, those. I guess I shouldn't say literal because literal would mean don't live in the past, which isn't fucking possible. So it's a horrible point. But oh, like okay. when you're thinking but, about the past and dwelling on the past, I think it's more of like really what they're trying to say is don't dwell in the past, right? Right. And it's kind of an interesting thought because when you think about your past, right, there's nothing wrong with your past. It's all how you use the past. Right, because I was going to say that, that that's how you grew into being who you are today. Yeah, and some people have some really fucked up pasts. Yeah. And it happens. And some people are luckier than others with that. Like, some people go through life without any, like, major mental that, damage, I yeah. guess. Not mental damage. I don't mean it to sound like that, but they go through life unscathed. Right. And they... they everything goes well and there's kudos a bunch for of them. differences yeah and there, there's a bunch of differences within pasts and everything so it's it's one of those things where like if someone were to tell me that like don't live in the past don't dwell on the past it, it's one of those and if we're talking about a situation that i'm like bringing up and and you know saying like you know well this is why i am the way that i am it's like and and they're saying something like that and it's like you haven't lived what I live through mm -hmm. and that's why I'm oh, fuck you know, yeah, thinking about it. it. That's why I'm so, so it's, it's also hard for me to say like, you know, and, and anytime that I, I bring it up, like, well, don't think about it that way. It's like, I have to also check myself when it's like, well, I've never lived their life. I've never lived in their shoes. I've never, you know, had that same situation. I'm only going off of what my past experiences have been and trying to help out. So I, I think like the idea behind saying it is like nice or, you know, like, like I think people somewhat, mean it with good intention, right. but it, it has to be said at the right time, first of all, mm -hmm. and it has to be said by the right person. Right. Right. Like someone you care about and you respect more. Right. If someone says that they mean, and you know they mean well for you. But sometimes it comes across if you don't know the person well or you're just like, like a co you know, EF is a coworker, like and they say, like, oh, don't dwell in, dwell in your past. Like, I think the better thing to say than that is take from your past, learn from it, and improve on it. Or, yeah, or even presenting it as, like, because I, I like to question people or I like to propose, or, yeah, <clears throat> pose questions of, like, okay, well, you know, this happened, but what did, what did you get from it? Like, did you learn anything from it? If you did, like, what did you learn now? How can we move forward with it? it it's one of those things. Like if you're thinking about the past, if you're thinking about past experiences, mistakes, or even, you know, uh, wins in, in certain situations, like you, you have to look at it as, okay, well, did I grow from this or, you Am know, I in the same spot that I was? Yeah. And yeah. and I, I guess that's also bringing it back to it's a personal thing. Like you, you have to make sure that you're, you know, improving yourself. Agreed. 
And I think I think back like sports, right? That's ten. That tends to be. Oh, I live, I live in my passports. A lot of people dwell, right? And one of the best things that like good coaches will say is, "You learn more from your failures than you do your successes," and it's true. You do. I mean, you can and you, but it, but here's the thing: it's how you take that failure. When it's not necessarily a failure, you lost a game. Okay. It's mm-hmm. frustrating in that moment. You know you could have done better, especially maybe it was on your shoulders. You had a really bad game. Everybody else played fine, but you lost because you had a bad game. It happens. The next game, you could have a great game. You could carry your team to victory. Or someone else could be that person that let you down. Now, would you be as hard on that person as you are on yourself? Yeah. I mean, that is a question, yeah. Like, it's it's... And usually when people answer that, they're like, no, I probably, I would have been like, dude, it's all good. It happens. Yeah. Cause we're usually, or at least I want to say it this way. And I'm not bashing on anybody that doesn't think this way, but we are usually the more people that are more driven and more successful are harder on themselves than they are on others. Yeah. They're usually a positive light to uh, whoever they come in contact with because they want to see other people grow. They want to see you know, themselves grow because they, they grow with the person that they're also uplifting and all of that. Like it, it's all a positive thing or positivity, uh, like having that type of mentality. Um, so like, I, I guess kind of to roll it back to like, don't live, don't dwell, don't live in the past is you kind of have to have a positive outlook on, or yeah, a positive thought on what your past has been or what your history has been or even you know what the history of the the you know the environment that you're in was or yeah. is or what, what if it was you. a bad situation where you did something shitty learn from it don't do it again yeah learn from it don't do it again and make amends for the people that you hurt or situation you caused like do that like that's not a bad thing and you know what you grow from that because now you you have proven that you're willing to admit that you aren't always right. Now I'm always right, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! I, I had a feeling that around. that was gonna come out, but, but I, I wasn't sure when. But that, but in all honesty, you have to be able to know when you're right and when you're wrong. And if you don't, you're gonna have problems in life. Not gonna lie. Yeah, that's how it's gonna be. But I think that I just thought it was an it popped in my head. I actually thought uh, the original thought that I had for this topic was, okay, so people tell you to not live in your past, yet we have a uh, profession called historians. Yeah. But then I started thinking about it. It's like, okay, that's not quite, like you're trying to take the past. And really, if you think about like a financial analyst, they're technically a historian for their company. Right. They're, so you can't they're looking really at the, use that. the past numbers to be able yeah. to make better uh, profit gains. I think I think there's a difference though when you're talking about businesses and like governments, countries, and and a person, mm-hmm. right? Like when you think of a person, a person's more likely to change than a government or company, right? Like the, a company is there are so many things in motion with a company that if one person messes up or makes a great decision, it's not going to have a huge impact overall. It's going to have blip. some impact. Yeah, it'll be a blip. But if you as an individual choose to like grow or make changes, it's going to have a lot bigger impact because you're in complete control of your life. 
Well, to some extent. I mean, they're they're out yeah. outside factors that come can come into play, but for the majority of our lives, we are in charge of our life. Yeah. And um to kind of to go back to the historian uh aspect of the, this whole thought process. Um I I couldn't help but think of timeless cuz they had to have a historian on there to be able to uh talk about, you mm-hmm. know, the different um things that that were going on. If you haven't seen the show, it's it's actually a pretty pretty damn good show. I liked it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, that that was my only take on it, and yeah, I, I wanted you. to be able to at least say it because uh, sure. that's what I was thinking of. But there are, I mean, I'm not gonna discount the profession. I don't truly understand the profession. Mm-hmm. That's ignorance. It's not because I. Like, I just have never looked into that profession. It wasn't something I was ever interested in. I mean, I enjoy, like, history's interesting. Mm-hmm. But, but to an extent of, like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah <laughs> to me, yes, yes. And again, I'm not discounting that profession. But it's it's cool. It's interesting. Now, yeah, I want I'll my history shown on video, and I don't want to have to read it. <laughs> right, right. I don't yeah, like that's, that's why I was saying, like, I, I, I enjoy documentaries and, and learning a little bit. Like, it may be just little itty-bitty segments that I'll learn from the documentaries and actually, like, be able to uh, put into a memory bank for, um, you know, what happened in this part of history. But all in all like it's just strictly an entertainment thing type of thing yeah. for me um but yeah like i'm kind of wondering if this whole saying of like don't live in your past is like an american thing cuz if our country lived in the past right like we have kind of a dark history <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be we honest do. we like to get to we where we are now people. like we we had a yeah there have been a dark. lot of bad blips that were more than blips um but and we're we're still almost kind of like living in it, or at least people are are stirring the pot to bring it back. Well, I wasn't talking. Well, there's that side of it too, but oh, I was sorry. thinking more yeah, like I, I, like if you go all the way back, like we attacked Indians to take land. True. If you really want to like think like that's pretty messed up, and it was all in terms of religious thought, mm-hmm. manifest destiny. Right. And it's like okay, that was that was an excuse. It wasn't like the that wasn't a good reason. Right. That was an excuse. Really. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you on it. Like um, someone was in, like, in we need that, to take yeah. over this land. I'm going to say I had a, a vision from God that it was manifest destiny. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just it, our, our, our history is not clean. And really, most countries are not. Some of the most prosperous countries have some dark histories. You know, our, our relationship with Japan isn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. But now it's fine. Yeah, now it's fine. But Germany? Look at Germany. I mean, they came around from a very dark history, and they're moving forward. Now, I don't think they're forgetting about their past. They're growing from it. Yeah, and I, and I guess that's the divide. Like, you, you have to grow from it. Rather, like So in, instead of, like, don't live in your past, it, it should be grow from your past. Like... Like that type of that type of mindset. Like it's it's got to be a different type of mindset rather than, you know, like woe is me. This is what happened. Yeah. It's it's got to be like, well, shit, this happened. How am I gonna make it better? And I think in some situations it's hard. It's really yeah. hard. Yeah. You know, it's easy to say it. Right. But it is true. Like, 
you go through your your um I don't want to say I don't know how to better say hardships. this right now, but yeah, your hardships or your heartache from mm-hmm. the situation or like I was going to say like your poor me moments mm-hmm. and then you figure out how can I make this better. Right. And I, I and that's really like yes, you're going to have the outliers with where people just everything went well and they're in a great position. But most people and they're that giving advice have, where it's like you you don't count it as and, and I think that's the other thing too. Um cuz like like we were talking about like the the people that are wanting to see you s- succeed and wanting you to be able to move on and everything it's it's one of those things where it's like well you don't know where I'm coming from and all of that wow. where it's like yeah I get that like you, you kind of have to put your like outside of like my woe is me moment or poor me moment it, it's got to be like okay well where are they who's giving me the advice where are they coming from in this there are they caring for me to tell me you know like you're you're gonna get through this like i'm there or is it one of those things where it's like i'm gonna be a little bit more stubborn or or what have you to say like you know like i no i i I don't agree i'm i'm gonna do it my way and then you repeat the past or you repeat history and that's what people you know try and keep you from Agree. Historians try and keep you from it. Yeah. Well, that's like, well, people keep you from it that know you. And then historians hopefully help the country or company or whatever they're working for. I was trying to go wrong with that. Yeah, I get get what you're saying. (laughs) But yeah, I, I agree. I mean, if you look at now, I don't know if I've said this live, but I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan. But if you look at Tom Brady, he was drafted late. He was drafted, I think, sixth or seventh round. Well, he and he wasn't prominent within college ball either. I don't think he had a... He was good. I don't think he was great. He was consistent. But if you look at it, the guy took that, and he's become one the of winningest? the... He's probably the winningest, yes, quarterback in the history of the game. Yeah. Now, someone may come out, and they're like, oh, this person... Is, but he's at least one of the most winningest... Winningest? What, one of the winning. one of the he he will forever be known <laughs> as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, and he's not athletic. No, no. For, I mean, he looks athletic, big, but he is his his stats at the combine were not good. Right, his stats throughout his career, he was not a scrambling quarterback. I I feel like New England they they well because he was second string. Even with New England. Well, I mean, you're getting drafted that late. You are for sure. Yeah, he's behind right, Drew right. Bledsoe. Right, but I, I, I was meaning it as like he, he went from second string to first, and now he's the winningest. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you say just that go with it. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new um, word. <laughs> like he he dealt with what he had. What, what was in his hand? So, like apparently, like he he had. Probably, you know, some shortcomings and, and all of that, but he, he fought through it. And we had to fight for what he has. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't get to where he was. I mean, being a sixth now, rounder, now seventh rounder. Now he is rounder, definitely annoying. I don't remember he, which. He's, he's annoying. Round. Especially yeah, he going is. from New England over to the I mean, Bucks, and it's like, damn it. He wanted to prove that. <laughs> because, I mean, in all honesty, the guy has lived in Belichick's shadow. Yeah, that's and true. And everyone said he was like, that's what made him. And that, so oh, he wanted okay. to prove that he could do it without 
Belichick. And he did it the first year. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, he, fan, he's a fantastic quarterback. But that's what I'm saying. A lot of players would be like, oh, I deserve to be in fourth round, third round. And he took it, and he could have taken it as like, okay, I guess I'm a second-round quarterback the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of players that have probably done that. They made a great living off of it. But he took it, and he grew into the best version of himself. Well, maybe not best, but he made a very good version of himself because we can always be better, right? History's shown that. Like, And we look Played back, the there's always dope. something, and we're always going to mess up. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we would not be human. Thinking because I keep saying it, the playing with the cards that you're dealt, like it's just like poker. Like you can't think of the last hand. You got to think of the hand that's that's dealt to you right now. Well, it's like the whole. I mean, there's economics on it. There's all sorts of things that are similar, right? Where you you can't make a decision based on like, oh well, I should have. It has to be okay. I have this. How do I make the best out of it? Right. You know, and sometimes you have to just fight through it sometimes it, that hand's phenomenal and all you have to do is just sit there you know but all you have to do is just sit there yeah charles isn't paying attention uh-huh. so but that's i mean that's kind of how it is i mean i don't know but i get really bothered by the don't, don't dwell in the in, past yeah don't live in the past okay how's that help me it's yeah, not g- really good g- give me uh yeah give me a little bit more meat yeah. yeah how 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 is that going to help me like tell me literally there's that doesn't do that doesn't help a damn thing that statement on its own does not do a damn thing yeah i i feel, I feel like it does have to be one of those things where it's like okay so this happened all right how are we going to fix it or how yes. are we going to better ourselves out of yes. it? yes agreed so then i'm not going to say i've never fucked that one up you know, I've, oh, yeah, I've, no. I've sat in like, oh, fuck, and poor I, me, poor me, I got screwed, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you look back and you're like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah, and and, it, and it, I guess it's one of those things, too, where it's like, okay, well, I, I'm saying these things, but it's like, in the future, am I going to fuck it up? Probably. Like, it, it's inevitable. You are, and you may make the same mistake. So it's one of those things where you got to take a step back and be like, oh, shit, did I make this mistake more than once? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many things have I said on this podcast that I probably regret because I'm like, oh, fuck, I just said it in the heat of the moment uh-huh. instead of like taking a step back and thinking through it. But maybe that makes the podcast funnier. Maybe uh-huh. it doesn't. I don't know. Let us know. Email us. Write us on social media, whatever. Let us know. Am I funnier because I'm blunt and just say what comes to my mind or is it better if i think back on what i say let me know i'd love to know probably gonna get split reviews on this but and this was a little bit deeper of a of a topic that we weren't thinking that was going to happen Um, yeah so but if you do have any other topics that you would like us to uh hit on or it or have a full-blown discussion on it some more whiskey topics. We got to do yeah. a little research, Devo. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so other than that, like with, with the whiskey topics, let us know what you want to know, what you want to learn. Whiskey talks. Uh, topic, like, well, meaning like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. like you know, how. Topics like for the whiskey talk. And all, yeah. yeah. So let us know about those on oh, I got what you're saying. all of Sorry. our social media or uh, our email, which we did say before. Whiskeybizpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, it's with a K because it whiskey comes, comes in casks. casks. I said it at the right time this time. 
I didn't slow down this time. I know. I had anytime I slow down, you stop for whatever reason. Because <laughs> no, I'm, I'm waiting yeah. for the cue or whatever. Yeah. But um, other than that, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, yeah, like like we said before, you know, we're on all of those social medias. So with that all being said, keep it neat, friends. Woo!